This episode of Country Squire Radio is brought to you by Missouri Meerschaum and ThisPipeLife.com. We thank them for their support of this show, and we thank you for supporting them. You're listening to Country Squire Radio. Welcome to Country Squire Radio. I'm Bo. And I'm John David. Hey, Bo. Good evening, man. Man, good evening to you, sir. How are you doing tonight? You know, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. It's uh, it, it's it's finally starting to feel like autumn. And uh, yeah, you know, so we're here. We're um, you know, smoking a lot of pipes now. Football's in the air, and um. Yeah, and 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 as a good Mississippi State fan, I've become uh fr- I've I've gone from pulling for the the Bulldogs uh to pulling for uh the Dallas Cowboys actually now. Is is that because the Bulldogs are out? It, it's it's because we're really terrible. But oh, but okay. right, al- right. also also it's because our quarterback from last year that uh, just graduated is now uh, the starting quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys, and his Isn't name is Dak something? Prescott. Dak, okay, Dak Prescott, and Dak Prescott is doing. Uh, very well. So I, I've been smoking my pipe a lot recently, and um, and, and and pulling for a team that I uh, that I never thought I would pull for, um, and 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 damn that kid for <laughs> for for making me pull for them. But uh, but and I'm sure all of our Cowboys fans uh, heated language, are, heated language um, for the uh, yeah, I know, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I mean, but yeah, football. man, things are good. It's uh, NFL and college football season and. A lot of folks coming in and enjoying their pipes and cigars uh, along with that, and uh, it's been a lot of fun. Well, good, good, man. I'm glad that uh, I'm glad that uh, you're you're enjoying, even if you are uh, pulling for another team, that uh, you you're enjoying the experience. I, of course, care nothing for football. Uh, I really wish I did. I think every single time this year, I do I do wish uh, that I cared a little bit for football, but I, I just do not. Well, you know, it, it it's really difficult when you don't have a good view of home plate. You know, uh, during it and see that's the thing. If they get know, the ball if, in if, the basket, I know the, that that means right. they make a home run. Right, right. And right. then the other team, they can actually now their fighting is allowed, but only if it happens it, around the puck. Around the puck. Right, right. That's right. And the puck goes across the field line, and they they the, make the a, field line. They make a touch goal. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Go sports team. All right. Well, good man. Hey, besides uh, besides the the wonderful competitive world of football, we've got a lot of lot of great stuff that's been going on. You know, the big thing. That is coming up really, really quick. Next weekend, maybe. This freaking weekend. Yeah. Country Squire Radio live from New Orleans. Ow, man, it's really exciting, dude. It's it's here. It's man, upon us. It's going to be awesome. I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm trying to go down a, a day early. Uh, <laughs> I have yet to get my my train ticket nor my bed. I was about to ask how that was going. It's, it's It'll be fine. It'll be fine. I know people down there. They, they, they'll, they'll, they'll take, those are my people, man. They'll take care of me. It's, it's all right. And, and by that, he's Bo's going to be like, uh, can you move over and get a little closer to the dumpster yeah, so yeah. I can sleep now Airbnb time. that's what I'm gonna do that's what you gotta do man uh plus I, I think I think I could probably dance my way uh down down in the French Quarter and make a yeah you know I always it's gonna it's gonna be great when I was a child I wanted to be a street performer in in New Orleans as, as uh funny and or sad as that sounds but uh and to some extent that's exactly what we'll be doing man we will actually be in the cigar factory uh on Decatur Street which is Open up to the streets. You've arrived. Bro. I'm telling you, man, it's going to be a blast. Street pro- we'll put out one of those hats. Maybe you could paint your face like silver or oh whatever those little man- mannequin people do. You could be bronze and I could be you silver know, and it'll be it'll be wonderful. That's that's terrifying. It'll be um, yeah. So live from the cigar factory. What time will be we will be at the cigar factory? Yeah, that's right. We will actually be at the cigar factory 4 p.m. Don't be late. In fact, to be a couple minutes early, pick up some cigars from the great people there. They are being so kind to uh, to let us record and broadcast from that locale. Hopefully. Uh, we will also be literally broadcasting from the website. Yeah. Can't guarantee that, but we are we are hoping that everything goes smoothly there uh, with as fickle as all broadcasting uh, has been over the last couple of weeks. I, I, I promise nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I promise nothing. I was wondering where you're going with it. After the word promise, I was expecting something and, yeah. and, and, and you offered and nothing. nothing. And, and that was right. probably the most responsible thing you could have done. I think that, you know, setting expectations, <laughs> I'm big on that. And that's what I want to do for you. And here's the thing. If you are coming, expect to have a good time. We're going to uh, go. We're going to have a, a show there. We're going to go and walk the French Quarter. I'm going to take you to Frenchman. We're going to go out to dinner. It's going to be a blast. So you're not going to want to miss it. Uh, yeah. And again, that is coming up this Saturday, October 22nd. 2016. Uh, 2016 from the Cigar Factory. Uh, that's 415 Decatur. Uh, be sure uh, follow us on Facebook and Twitter for more details as we get closer to the date. 
Uh, man, so we've got that that uh, that is coming up now. Right, things right. that have recently transpired here. There's been a lot going on around uh, ye old pipe shop. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah, in fact, you know, you've, you've got an event that will that uh, occurred, and we'll talk about it a little bit more. Uh, actually, a lot more later this this episode. Yeah, yeah. But I had originally said I was not going to be here this coming weekend. Yeah, it was a pleasant surprise. You actually uh, were able to to get here. That's right. Yeah. Well, so I I I had a wedding that was in Baton Rouge. Uh, it was a lot of fun. It was my cousin who's getting married. It was, it was one of the most beautiful weddings, one of the most amazing rehearsal dinners I've ever been to in my entire life. Uh, there was this really special moment where the groom uh, recited the words that his father would always say to him uh, whenever he, like right before bed every single night. Wow. And I mean, the father stood up, like he, he made the father do it there and the father started crying. He's he was, weeping, yeah. Just a really beautiful moment. And on top of that, at the rehearsal dinner, they threw a birthday party for his grandmother whose birthday was also that night. It was just, it was incredible. Plus on top of that, it was a five course meal with one of the best steaks I've ever had in my entire life. It's it top notch. And because it was in South Louisiana, you know, there wasn't any alcohol at all. Oh no, it was just overflowing, man. Totally dry. Yeah. yeah. There was, we didn't, we didn't have to, you know, Jesus didn't have to turn any water into wine in this one. We had plenty of wine. There was plenty. There was plenty of wine, but man, it was a, it was a beautiful rehearsal. But, but here's the thing. So I, uh, it was very, uh, a heavy trip for us because my grandparents, who've lived in Baton Rouge for their entire lives, they've they've had this huge house uh, that they they built after uh, our family joined another family. We had kind of a Brady Brunch situation when my mom was a teenager. Uh, you know, this this large Catholic family. Uh, uh, her dad married in, uh, a, a widow of a large Catholic family. Okay. And so we had this okay. massive Catholic family. Yeah. Yeah. And so they built this house that um, has been in the family for years. It's, it's the most consistent location that's ever been in my life. And uh, they had to move out because my grandfather's getting older and, you know, my grandmother wow. needs kind of a smaller space. And so yeah. this was the last time uh, that we were all in that house. And so I was walking through, this is going somewhere. I, I was walking through the house <laughs> and, you know, just kind of remembering all these old memories and everything else. I, and, and we we're kind of talking about it and everybody's like piecing up in their head, like, well, maybe we could keep it and turn it into an Airbnb and, you know, do, do this and that. And well, you'd have to take this and turn this room into a bathroom. We opened up this closet because we we're all debating on like what to do with space. Yeah. We have this closet and I mean, it's just stuff just like falls out, right? right? Just all over the place. I found this, I think it's called an Underwood typewriter. Okay. Like old school typewriter. Old, old typewriter. Yeah. Yeah. With like metallic pieces and everything yeah. that you, that you kind of at the end of the line, you went like, you, you hit the thing and it went ding. It was my grandmother's mother's typewriter. So my wow, great grandmother. Ancient. Yeah. 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 It was her typewriter. Apparently she was writing a story on it and they're hoping they're actually going to find the, 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 the actual pages. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, what a, what a treasure. It's man. a, it's a great thing. And here's yeah. the deal. So, so we got it. My grandmother gave it to us. I brought it home and I've been working on, on getting it back in working order uh, and kind of, you know, scrubbing it and cleaning it up. Here's why I'm bringing it up on the show. I really want to get this thing like working really really well tip top to give back to her as a as a like a housewarming gift to her new house yeah it's been a huge emotional process for her yeah and and so i figured you know if anybody out there knows anything about typewriter repair it would be a <laughs> listener of country squire radio that's fair that 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 is fair so i'm putting that out there if if you know anything if you could just like typewriter repair if you could like get in touch with me <laughs> right into the show like I'll, I'm, I, you can, it, all I want is just you to walk through some things with me to help me figure this out. I've been trying to YouTube it, but like, this is such a unique device that like, it's not like there's tons of YouTube videos. You on know, it. You know what? If there, if there is a typewriter repair aficionado listening uh, to this, to this episode on the podcast, if you were able to get in touch with Bo and help him with this, I will send you a free two ounces of country squire pipe. Tobacco. Oh dude. Oh man. Thank Shipping you. included everything. Like we, we need to get this baby fixed. Yeah, I just, I really want to do this for my grant. Thank you so much for offering that. That's, that's incredible. But anyway, so I just, I want to put that out there to see if we can get some help. <laughs> you're right. Th- you're right, though. Someone's listening and they're like, oh, I repair typewriters and unicycles and fountain it, pens and man. It would be a listener to No, it'd be a listener. Radio. It'd be one of us. Exactly. Right. It's probably Briar. He's <laughs> sitting right over there. <laughs> man, we actually, we've got a full house tonight here. This is great. Um, yeah. You know, so we've got uh, some great stuff to discuss. We actually uh, uh, have some uh, listeners who are actually present in the room who will be joining. I guess on mic here very shortly yeah, yeah. Uh, to talk about what our, our primary subject is. I should ask, 
Any uh, any other events kind of coming up that you want to mention before we dive into this? Man, not currently. We're kind of um, getting through the. We had our long smoke competition uh, this past weekend, and that obviously was a, a real pivotal thing for us. Now it's just kind of getting geared up for the the Christmas season and um, you know Thanksgiving and all that kind of stuff. So I'll be trying to uh, you know get take plenty of vitamins and uh, hydrate well enough before Black Friday and all that kind of stuff. So uh, yeah, we're in the in the home stretch of the rest of the year here. So uh, yeah, it's a fun time. Man, yeah, look. This was uh, this last past weekend, as you mentioned, was the long smoke competition, and it is going very heavily into kind of the inspiration for what this episode is going to be. Uh, For me personally, this was a very special long smoke competition because as longtime listeners may recall, two years ago, (laughs) I uh, it was it was the first time. Correct me if I'm wrong. But the first time that you actually did a long smoke. First time we ever did a long smoke at the Country Squire uh, two years ago. That, that's right. I think we had about about 30 people here that, that evening. And, um, and, and the times were overall very, very good. Well, it, overall. Except for you. Well, yeah. <laughs> so I, I went out in under 10 minutes. You went out in under five minutes. That, that is accurate. You, you went out in not quite all just over four minutes all right it became I mean, just over four minutes it, it was it was very embarrassing for a lot of reasons no it was a thing one of which was it was it was like you say about about four minutes not, right not quite that right uh on top of that it was <laughs> me so it was like this guy right. who's on this podcast about pipe tobacco <laughs> uh and then we talked about it on the show which became this national joke so that you know when we actually did a, a you know cross uh, uh, cross pipe club long smoke competition. That's right. That's right. Everybody was like, "All right, where's Bo? Where's Bo? Let's make fun of Bo." Right no, we got to. And, and and the beautiful thing about this that is, and I, I want to just you know point this out to honor you. You you beat me in in your next in, in the in second your, one, and you you vanquished me. I so did. You, you kind of um you know it, the next go around you, you you did so, and I think in the next one when we uh had the New Orleans uh, uh pipe club uh you know compete against the Magnolia Pipe Club here in Mississippi. Um, we, um, I, I, I think you'd gotten to maybe 25 minutes, something like this between 20 and 25 minutes. Well, I don't even and, know, but I, but I didn't, I don't even think I made it to 20 minutes. No, I was, yeah, you it was, made it, it was you pitiful. made it, you made it, it was around the 15 wind, minutes. It was the wind and you know, that I didn't, I didn't said. care for the tobacco. Look, that's what everybody you know, said. I didn't have the tamp I normally use and all that sure, stuff. Sure. Look, I know you got to save face. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that, but no, it was, I know that you didn't do even that well because in the new Orleans, uh, long smoke, I came in at 18 minutes and I beat you by quite a bit. <laughs> Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. So you actually remember the time. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought I thought that you were uh, over twenty. Well, no. So this is the thing. Uh, New Orleans. I came in at eighteen. The next year, which was last year at Country Squire, we did a Periscope, and I came in at just over twenty minutes. This weekend, I, I made you know I, got, I made it back in time. Sat down. We did a live. Yeah. Facebook live video, which is now on YouTube, by the way, if, if those of you are subscribed to the YouTube channel, you can actually look in the videos, you'll see it. That was cool. Uh, where you're actually able to sit there with me uh, somewhat uh, after I've been having some beverages. So if you, <laughs> if you want to see a bow after whiskey, that's that's what you want to do. Uh, if and you're I, a regular viewer or listener, you've already seen No, you've that. already seen it. Of course you have. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But this is the thing, man. So uh, I had a goal, which was to make it over 30 minutes. I made it over 30 minutes. I was quite proud of myself. You nailed it. Yeah. Absolutely. And Good, can, I, can I tell you why I was able to do that? Why? You may think it's the whiskey. What was it about, Bo? No, no, no. It was before the whiskey. I had something else that empowered me. And it, and, and it had caffeine, didn't it? Oh, it had caffeine. It was loaded with caffeine. I had some bean fruit coffee. It, it was it was delicious. And, Man. It, and it was And it was artisan roasted here, right here in central Mississippi. Absolutely. Uh, our friends at Bean Fruit Coffee, obviously great sponsors of the show. And we really encourage you to get on their website. You can uh, use the code CSR, order a bag of bean fruit coffee. It helps the show, but it also gets you 5% off. Absolutely. Some of the best coffee out there. It'll empower you. So next time you've got a long smoke competition that you want to get ready for, make sure you're awake for the hours upon hours that you'll be putting in for that slow smoke competition. Check them out, beanfruit.com. Again, that code CSR for 5% off. You're definitely going to want to check it out. But yeah, man, so I uh, I did pretty well, but you did, ultimately- You did well, yeah. I, I was actually going to get our uh, official thing. You actually made it, wow, Bo, you, you aren't kidding. You made it to 30 minutes and 28 seconds. <laughs> Just barely over 30 yeah, minutes. Yeah, but, but that's great, man. That that you did, you did really well. You know, it's funny. I, I have the ability as the person that puts on the long smoke and that has to walk around judging it, uh, making sure people aren't cheating and all that kind of stuff. Uh, not that any of our, our, you know, pipe smokers would, no, but, no. uh, but you know, I, I, I had the luxury of being able to make fun of everyone and not compete. And so, you know, I, I think when I, we, we did, um, well, we'll, we'll talk about this more later, but, uh, you know, we, uh, you know, I, I just, I can, uh, I can dish it out, but I don't have to take it. 
<laughs> right, right. No, no, that's that's fair. That's fair. You can always kind of uh, yeah. hang hang above everybody else without ever av- having to get your hands dirty. Yeah. Have, so you you have never competed in a long smoke competition, except the one in New Orleans where you beat me. Well, right, right. But you've never right. like legitimately competed. No, that's it? what I'm saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Except right. Yeah. Except except for that one. Except where, for the one where I beat you. Where where you beat the right. one where you you beat me. I, I was yes. I at Pipes you had a better a better result than mm-hmm. I did. Yep. Right. Yep. Just okay. Good. Just so we are absolutely clear on that. Yep. The only time you've ever competed, I beat you. But. So it's really good that as we talk about tonight's topic, which is the long smoke competition, we are we're talking about long, long smoke competitions. Yeah, I thought this would be fun. Yeah, and the great thing is, is uh, you know, we typically whenever we're talking about something uh, dealing in the pipe world that we need a little extra knowledge on, uh, it's important to have experts join us. That's right. Uh, and this is going to be kind of an interesting show. We we've got uh, a bit of a rotating cast of characters. That's right. Who That's will right. be joining us on mic here in, a, in the next couple of minutes uh, to share some of their experiences with long smoke competitions. Uh, but but John David set it us set set things up for us a little bit here. What what is a long smoke competition? Yeah, we we thought we'd just kind of take a, a session where we talked about this because we had so many people actually write in and. Uh, that, that we're unfamiliar with this concept of, okay, you get a bunch of pipe smokers together and you see how long you can keep your pipe lit. And uh, a lot of folks just, you know, weren't really familiar with that or uh, didn't understand it fully. And so we, we thought we'd just kind of unpack it, the, the fun of it and the strategy behind it and all those kind of things. There's a lot of material there. And um, and it's probably the most fun event, Bo, that we do every single year. Oh, I so love it, yeah. It's, it's, you know, it's the time, it's the, the one night of the year, everyone that smokes a pipe in central Mississippi, they get really excited about and uh, make a make a pilgrimage to the shop. We actually had uh, two listeners, uh, Mark VV, who's listening live tonight, uh, drove up all the way from New Orleans. Yeah. Um, and then we had Chase Abels uh, come all the way from Lafayette. Yeah, man. All, all the way from Lafayette, Louisiana. That was so exciting, man, <laughs> that he, he drove like four hours just to come to this event. Um, uh, you know, competed, uh, you know, won a door prize. He actually won a rocks pipe, which was really cool. Uh, and, and then, and then turned around and, and drove home. So, um, yeah, it was really just really a lot of fun. And, um, but, but we thought we'd kind of talk about the, the idea of the long smoke competition and, uh, and, uh, you know, and, and, and the idea here is, you know, you could uh, maybe strategize for your next time, but also if you wanted to uh, host your own. Yeah. And I think that's that's crucial. You know, a lot of people, as I was doing the live stream, uh, were commenting uh, on the Facebook comments and saying, like, man, I, I wish I had a shop like Country Square. I would love to do something like this. You know, I, I wish that this kind of event, especially as I, I switched the camera around and kind of panned around the shop to show yeah. like yeah. people competing and everything. The camaraderie was there. Yeah. Like there, there's something special when everybody gets together for any reason around the pipe. Uh, but especially for something like this, especially for this, a lot of people want to be, want to be a part of. Yeah. It, it, it's really cool. Now I will say we did have a few folks that, that were terrified to come. They, they were, they were, they were, they were terrified to come because they, uh, they were, you know, afraid that they might be the next Bo York. You mean, and beat you and be- <laughs> because I don't know if we established. No, that. You, no, you're right. No, but the only time that you've ever competed, I, I beat you. Remember that first time that you ever competed nope. that we. Nope. <laughs> 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 you know, but we, we did. We had folks that were uh, a little a little bashful, you know, afraid That's to come. Right. And so typically leading up to the long smoke competition, uh, folks will come by and actually, uh, you know, get the tobacco that we're going to compete with and um, have me weigh out the proper amount and all this stuff. And, and so they'll start practicing, which is a lot of fun. But um, it, it, basically, let's step back and kind of take a 30,000 foot view of, yeah. of what this is and um, and, and just, you know, kind of kind of the idea this has been going on for quite a while. There's pipe clubs, of course, all across the world. And as pipe enthusiasm has increased, we've seen an increased activity in this kind of thing, just, um, you know, trying to promote the the hobby and the craft of it. It's one more excuse for pipe smokers to get together, enjoy uh, our, you know, fellow, you know, uh, just excitement around the pipe and, uh, you know, in- increase those bonds that we already have and uh, and, all- and also drink beer and whiskey, which is great. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, um, you know, it, it's, it's just a really good time. But anyway, the, the idea is everyone uh, that enters the competition um and, and this is on average how i've seen this happen uh is is you all get three grams of pipe tobacco so three grams and so before the actual event i weighed out a bunch of three gram uh sizes of pipe tobacco mm. and this year we competed with scottish mixture the scottish blend from mac Barron. it's quite tasty it's a very good tobacco you know um i've always said and i, I really do believe this but mac Barron and mcclelland they are the kings of Virginia to me. Yeah. They, they just do Virginia's right. They just huh. do. And so, uh, and, and they do, 
they do, you know, particularly uh, Mac Barron does flake tobaccos right, but there's something about that Scottish mixture. Um, a lot of folks refer to it as an aromatic. I would never call it an aromatic. It's a just a real clean Virginia Burley mixture. It's got a bunch of stuff in it, but uh, it's kind of dry, a little ready rubbed, kind of a flaky cut, and it's just a just a great tobacco for for anyone. It's one of those tobaccos that folks, um, you know, would regularly say like if I were stuck on a desert island and could smoke one thing the rest of my life, it it, it might be Scottish mixture. Kind Man, of thing. so it's yeah. just it's just that good. High praise. Um, but anyway, so we so we everyone got three grams of Scottish mixture, uh, and then when you show up to the event, of course, uh, you know you all get that, and then we got um, you know five minutes to to load and pack our pipes, which seems like a lot. Wait, which, which right. seems like a lot, but I, I'm actually excited about talking to a couple of our guests uh, in a minute because some of that has some strategy that goes into it. You okay, know, e- right. even that part about getting the getting the tobacco into the pipe in the way that it will best keep it lit the longest, um, and then of course everyone uh, when the, when the time is called, everyone strikes their match at the exact same time. Uh, you've got one minute to um, strike both your matches. You get two matches, only right. two uh, regular, uh, you know, regular size diamond matches that come in a little box. Um, and uh, and that's it. And so uh, it was cool, you know, because we had folks that, you know, before the competition, we give them the opportunity to inspect their matches and kind of, uh, you know, uh, you know, if they think maybe their match doesn't have enough sulfur on the tip or something, you know. With, so we had people trade matches in, make sure they got the got the right one. And um, I mean, you're talking some serious competitors. No, when we're, you start no, we're trading talk- in over the amount of sulfur that's on the match. No, we're starting steely-eyed pipe smokers. No, 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 right yeah. on, right on. Yeah, no, yeah. no, that's it. So I mean, th- these people wanted to win. And uh, cutthroat, baby, cutthroat. Well, look, man, it, you, you mentioned kind of the strategy that's in it, and we're about to invite our first guest on to, to kind of talk about that a little bit more. Yeah. I got to make mention, of course, you know, uh, a lot when I was getting prepared, I was thinking about which pipe I wanted to bring. That's uh, right. We talked actually in our tiny pipe episode about how, you know, some people believe that a, a smaller bowl is a, a bigger advantage in this. You know, I, I actually ended up going with a, a beautiful uh, JD smoking pipe. Uh, uh, that was just absolutely gorgeous. And I went for more of a uh, style over anything else, yeah, but yeah. a solid pipe. Like I said, best time I ever no, did and on you, it. And you did well, yeah. Well, here's the thing. One pipe smoker in the competition in particular, unfortunately, uh, she selected a pipe. <laughs> and I, I, you know, this is just, this is, this is crazy. It caught on fire. It, it, the the pipe. It, she was smoking it on the pipe. Right? Look, man, and I understand. I was I was smoking mine pretty hot. My bowl was getting on up there. You know what I mean? You get a little nervous. We're not naming names. Why are you checking the thing? Oh, you see? No, what? I, I just want to see what time she got. To. What time did she get? So to? she made it to twenty eight minutes forty nine seconds. Okay, so, you know, so we're not even talking like you know her pipe you know went to an hour or whatever. But at the same time, you, you're you're very you know you got to think about how much you're trying to puff your pipe to keep it lit. And uh, you're very intentionally keeping that fire stoked up. And, uh, and she should have gotten a mulligan, man. And she uh, she set her pipe on fire. She well, the, <laughs> she she set it on fire, and that's the thing. So the pipe literally burst into flames uh, in the middle of the in the middle of the long smoke. <laughs> now here's the funny thing: the the individual that carved that pipe was on scene. <laughs> <laughs> and, and when this individual realized it was one of their pipes that caught on fire, immediately jumped into action and was performing an autopsy. <laughs> while still competing. While still competing. Actually, while still competing, by the way. Yeah, right. No names. All the names right. are being changed or just not mentioned to protect the innocent. But I'm telling you. Protect the guilty. <laughs> <laughs> it was hilarious. It was it was really great. Uh, it was but, great. But uh but yeah, she definitely deserves a mulligan yep. uh for that. But I gotta tell you, it was a blast. You know, there there is a lot of fun. In my opinion, nobody throws a party like John David Cole. And let me tell you, the long smoke party we have here is something you want to be a part of. If it involves tobacco and alcohol and food, it, it's not really hard to throw a bad party. Now let's talk some strategy <laughs> and let's actually bring on our first guest. Yeah. Here in studio, as it were, in the shop. Right. Uh we actually have a uh, longtime listener, good, good friend of the show russ hicks russ hicks yeah who we've had on before exactly we've had russ on before we've talked about his artwork actually on several episodes you know we're coming up pretty soon here with the halloween episode so we'll be referencing uh some of his art uh, again in the near future here, but uh, Russ is about to uh, to join join you here on Mike and uh, right. and talk a little bit about some of his experience. So with that, bring on Russ. Come on, baby. Hey, buddy. Hey, hey. How's it going? Good, man. You doing okay? 
Yeah, man. Let's really uh, good. Get, get up close to the mic here. And we'll, can you hear me? Uh, I, I think I think we can. I guess Bo knows. We're doing well, Bo? All right. Okay, good. <laughs> Matt Russ, uh, good friend of the show and, of course, native Mississippian. Uh, you live in Savannah, Georgia now. That's right. Uh, and, and are involved in the aerospace industry, actually. Are you an engineer? Is that yes, right? that's right. That's what I thought. Uh, proud graduate of Mississippi State University. Very proud. Uh, Hale State. Go dogs. Um, well, although, like I mentioned earlier, we're, we're focusing less on our team this year and more on the um, the starting quarterback we produced, who is now leading the Dallas Cowboys to a uh, an exquisite season. Oh, amazing! Right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> wish he was back. No, no. We, we wish we still had him. But um, man, yeah. So what a treat, dude! I, I found out you were going to be in Jackson this past uh, this past uh, you know weekend, and I was I was so excited to be able to get you on. And of course, as Bo and I were kind of talking about the content for tonight's episode. We talked about the long smoke competition and just how uh, how much fun it is and how, uh, you know, it gets for people really fired up in the in the pipe community every time they, you know, uh, compete in one or participate in one. And, um, and and I know you and I had talked about that some before, too. And so I, I just thought we'd bring you on. Um, you know, Russ, you uh, obviously have been smoking a pipe for a long time. Um, grew up here in Jackson. If not, not if I'm not mistaken, you're from Clinton originally. That's is that right. right. I went to high school in Clinton, but yeah, yeah I grew up real close to here. Went yeah. to elementary school right down the street. Yeah, down here at Span, and uh, yeah, proposed yeah. to my wife back on the behind the. The country squire, yeah, here right, many right, years ago, twenty right, something years ago. That is really cool, man. That <laughs> so, is really cool. Yeah. Don't don't it's get like to make home. it. Don't get to make it back to Jackson often, but when you do, it's uh, it's it's pretty special. So we're we're glad to have you, man, dude. Let's let's talk about let's talk about pipes. You are one of the most um, probably meticulous and specific pipe smokers I've ever met in my life, and and I mean that in in a very beautiful way like it like it's like well i appreciate that <laughs> it, it's kind of like you know i i just think of like einstein and with his uh you know equations running through his head when he wakes up in the morning and 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 i i, I just feel like you're like that with pipe tobacco <laughs> yeah maybe i read a little too much into it you know <laughs> no. <laughs> i mean it just makes me really happy to to talk to you about uh about our shared hobby so um but you know i kind of wanted to to talk to you about you know You've competed in long smoke competitions before, and uh, obviously you've smoked pipes uh, for a long time. Uh, you're also a big fan of Virginia tobaccos. Um, I am. You, you and I share that and 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 love love that. Also, uh, sometimes like the flake tobacco and enjoy, love a flake and enjoy yeah, that. It's one of my the, favorite. Um, and, and I know you also. I don't want to put words in your head, but you know I mentioned earlier a couple of my favorite Virginia um, producers, people like McClelland and Mac Barron. I mean that that's kind of your wheelhouse too, isn't it? Yeah, I mean I'm. McClellan mainly, you know, for sure. I, I, yeah. Uh, but McBaron, you know, I learned to smoke on Virginia number one. It's the right? thing that teaches you. Um, Cause if you don't, if you get it too hot, it, it, it lets you know, it lets you know, so doesn't it? it's yeah. a great, and it's a great tasting blend. I, I love them both, but I, I love Mike and Mary McNeil. So they're, they're awesome. And man. they're, uh, and their blends are, well, you know, they're, they're incredible and they're, they're unique. So they are, they are, they put a lot of thought into what they do. And, um, of course, I actually talked to Mary this morning because I had to order tobacco. What, what what other company do you get to uh, order and call and you get the president of the company right there on the phone? You know, it's pretty exactly pretty She's great. A tobacco genius. It's amazing, <laughs> isn't it? But uh, man, so kind of I, I guess let's start with this. What is your experience um, with smoking your pipe over a long period of time? You, you've competed before, right. uh, but but, you know, just talk about that. But then on average, what uh, what's the longest you ever were able to keep your pipe lit? Um, I, I've probably done an hour and a half is, yeah. is probably as much as I've done, but I, I got it with Virginia's, you know, you, you really don't, you want to keep them cool. You don't want to get them too hot. So that, that just m- means that you're smoking them longer basically because you're, you're letting them go out maybe, or letting them just barely be lit. So it's almost I, this I game of chicken, right? It like is, you're, right. you're almost letting it go out and then bringing, bringing it back from the brink constantly. Right. You're, you're regulating that temperature. And I think y- y'all had said this about the small pipes. I think they do help you do that. I, I'm uh, small pipes are my jam. And, uh, and when you have really exquisite tobacco, you, right. know, you want, you don't want to waste it. And a one good way not to waste it is to put it in a small pipe and get every little nuance out of it. That's right. That's so, right. Uh, and I think that teaches you how to keep things lit and uh, and let you know right on where you're on that edge of the cliff where it's going to go out and where it's you know where it tastes right because I, I mean I'm I smoke a pipe for taste right and taste right. and smell so I, I don't care 
I'm, I'm probably the worst guy to talk about how to keep the pipe lit a long time. <laughs> but over the years, I've learned how to do it. But it's not the way I smoke daily. Yeah. I, I remember talking to you just about uh, your your kind of palate and uh, the rhythms you go through when you do smoke a pipe and how how um, fixated you are on the taste to the point where, you know, if you have to throw a little tobacco out or if you have to let the pipe die, let it sit for five minutes and come back to it, like, you know, w- whatever it is to, to get the most flavor, to keep the temperature cool, uh, to keep your senses aware of what's actually being smoked, like uh, you're committed to that, which, That's I, right. which I think yeah. is cool. And, and, you know, keeping your palate moist with some whatever your favorite beverage is, you know, and I, and I gravitate towards water and tea yeah, um, because they, they accentuate, you know, the flavors of Virginia very, very well. Um, but you, you got to just think about when, when you're smoking uh, any tobacco and you're trying to keep it going for a long time, your tendency is to get it hot. Yeah. You're afraid to let it go out, especially if you're in a competition environment. Puff it, hot box it, get lots of smoke going just yeah. to reassure yourself that you're still lit. Right, right. But there, I mean, there are definitely some things that you can do. I, I think there's a lot of preparation that goes on. If you're going to, mm-hmm. if you're going to prepare for a long smoke competition, what I like to do is keep the tobacco. I want a good way to describe it is homogeneous. I'll take a, I'll take a mixture like a flake, which is, you know, compressed and it's right. not homogeneous at all. And I'll, I'll rub it out and make it into small particles and, uh, and carefully lay those particles in the, the pipe, in the chamber, in the tobacco chamber. And I try to overlap them. So, you know, as each one burns, it'll touch the next one and light the next one off. And I'll meticulously go in there and do that. Does it work? Sometimes it does. Sometimes it doesn't. But I know that if I don't do it, it's not going to happen. That it won't happen at all. That's and, right. And so we're talking about kind of that initial period that you get to, to load uh, your pipe before the competition begins. You're, you're actually taking the granules of tobacco, particularly, you know, this year we had a, the Scottish mixture from Mac Barron, and so it's kind of a kind of a flaky, chunky mm-hmm. tobacco. Maybe not so much as uh, Mac Barron Virginia Number no. One, but it's certainly uh, got some elements of that. And so you're you're kind of taking those chunky pieces, pulling them apart, getting them uh, more homogeneous. I think is the word you used, and then uh, loading it very intentionally in the pipe, uh, just so that they cross and are able to catch each other on fire. Uh, exactly. consistently is that right that's that's what i try to do i mean it's just a basic i mean it's basic geometry right <laughs> I mean, yeah it's, it's really simple i i don't know that that works with every blend every blend's different mm-hmm. and uh, i'm not I, I don't know much about scottish mixture but i know like with red cake which i smoke a lot yeah if i want to keep it lit and it's kind of a ribbon you can lay those ribbons in and really keep them going and um you know, but it's it's one of those things is it needs to be the right humidity too. Mm-hmm. You know, it sometimes it's just too wet to keep going and, and you'll you'll want to let it dry out, you know, lay it out on a, a napkin and just let it sit there for a while. Yeah, and yeah. So um so there's some of the things you can do to make your time longer. Yeah, give, give us some other uh, strategies. I know before we talked about, you know, once you get your pipe lit, what about the the lighting process in itself? Okay, so um, you, you definitely want to do a charring light. You want to get the whole tobacco, the top of it. You want to get it flat, and you want to get the whole tobacco um, surface lit. Now, now the what will end up happening is you draw in the pipe, the the you'll typically get the core, the center of the tobacco chamber. And, and you almost anybody can burn from the top and burn that center core out and not really burn the edges. Right, right. So, um, so guys that, that really when these things burn all the tobacco, the entire chamber. So no, how do you no, keep no flakes, no, no pit bits left of tobacco at all. Exactly. It's yeah. dust. You're inhaling right, dust powder. at the end and uh, you want to keep it dry. Um, definitely. You, <laughs> you want to keep moisture out of it. So if it's really humid out, you want to dry that tobacco down. Yeah. Uh, if, if you can, but uh, the thing that my trick and this your mileage may vary, but my trick is is the tamper. I think the tamper yeah. is the key to the long smoke com- competition. As you'll notice, they all that's the thing that you get, and every you, you'll never go to a long smoke competition where a tamper isn't available. It's not available, <laughs> right? So and so I, I have maybe I, I haven't really heard this before, but this is my idea about the tamper: is how do I get the edges of the tobacco lit? Yeah, because we we talked about the if you're going to win this thing, the key is to get as much of the tobacco in the chamber to burn as possible. And, and we all have that inevitable thing where you light it in the middle and the, the sides of it go out. 
so, but you're saying you can kind of uh, get around that or work through that with your tamper. Right. So, so to, to explain that further, maybe the physics behind, well, I don't know if I should say physics, but the, the uh, mechanics, the mechanics of what's going on behind it. What, what I do, if you imagine a, uh, a water hose. You know, you put your finger over the water hose. What happens? The water comes out faster, right? Yeah, it kind of it sprays around the edges and comes out a lot quicker. Right. So, so if you put your tamper in, and 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 what you want to do is pick a tamper that's about I don't know covers about seventy five percent of the area of the the surface area of the tobacco chamber. You put it in exactly the center and don't press down, but just touch it on the surface and then draw. And what that'll do is it'll force all the air around the outside. And because you've changed the area that it has to pass through, you've increased the speed of the air over the outside, just around that outer circle. And what that does is like stoking the fire. Okay. So it'll it'll pull the, those embers out outboard. And um, now that that's interesting. So what what we're saying is you take the you take the tamper, and I, I'm assuming you want it to be a round tamper, yes, or something round. that's going to you know match the shape of the bowl. But uh, in in the very center of it. And as you lay the tamper on top of the tobacco in the middle, it forces the air you're pulling through the chamber uh, around to those uh, to the edges to where the tobacco is harder to to get lit. Is That's that right. Kind of so you're basically just really getting a lot more velocity, more oxygen right. out there towards the edges. And you know, so I, precise. I love this. Well, I, I love the idea of you know you're not supposed to put the tamper in the pipe when it's not in your mouth. That's in the rules. So you can't. Because you can chase an ember around yeah, with, a, sure. with a tamper if you're like, you know, digging in it and looking in it and tamping it while it's not in your mouth. But that's against the rules. So what you do is you look at look at where you need to go, put it in your mouth, and then you kind of chase it that way is, is one thing that I've, I've, I've done. Um, but, yeah, just to try to if, – if it starts to collect on one side – you know, what you do is you, you move over where the hot spot is and, right. and then just let it light the, the rest of the area. So I don't know. That's a tidbit. Maybe somebody will find that useful. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Man, that's good. I I, I think, you know, everyone's kind of got their, uh, their magic formula for it. But, you know, if you're going to keep your pipe lit for over an hour, um, you know, and certainly an hour and a half, uh, you know, you've got to, you know, have some kind of strategy to get there. And, I you know, I think all those things kind of work together. So that's good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Um, dude, man, thanks for coming on. This was great. Like you, you surprised us by being able to come into town on such short notice. Everything in Savannah going okay? Yeah, everything's good. About to uh, head over to Europe for a two month trip, and uh, good for you, man. Be back for around Christmas time. So decided to take a little vacation beforehand. Good, man. Well, that's that's wonderful, dude. Thanks so, so much for coming on. All right. Yeah, yeah, great, great to be here. See you, brother. Man, great having Russ on the show. I always love talking to Russ, man. He's such an encouragement to me and uh, just a good friend and uh, obviously really you know knowledgeable about pipe smoking in general. So uh, we can always nerd out together. Now, our next guest is extremely, extremely appropriate as an expert to talk to you. That's right. Uh, because we are, we are actually about to have on the show with us the, the, uh, the gold medalist, the, the, what do you, that's right. The champion, the champion, right. Of the local long smoke competition. And given that you uh, have never really competed except for that one time where I destroyed you, <laughs> it's really good. I mean, like, I, I don't feel like I can talk to you as someone who's like a champion because I haven't actually won anything. I mean, right. I, I beat you, but I haven't really won. So having the uh, the Magnolia Pipe Club champion join us here, uh, Jack, come on up to the mic here and we'll, come on uh, up, Jack. we'll have you on right here. Hello. Dude, Jack Harper. Welcome to Country Squire Radio. Thank you very much. Especially, I want to thank you for my my new Ardor pipe. Man, that's great. That's great. Uh, so we we were excited to have you, of course, at the uh, long smoke competition. What's funny, we we pick on you, or, or at least you know give you a hard time because uh, you're you're kind of more of a cigar smoker than a pipe smoker, but you smoke both. Uh, but you know we tend to tend to lean more towards a cigar. But uh, you're so meticulous when you enter competitions like this. Uh, you just uh, you just go all in, and and you I think you did a lot of preparation for this. So um, man, you know congratulations, you you won the long smoke competition here, uh, and you got an hour and eighteen minutes and uh, and and thirty seconds. That's that's crazy. You know, I think it's interesting that the last guest on here was an engineer, or he's an engineer, and that I'm an accountant. And I guess <laughs> I, there's something to be said for the meticulous nature that can go along with being involved in a long smoke. Because right. 
you probably noticed that I was pretty nervous uh, when I arrived here. And yeah. As a matter of fact, I wanted to find out what kind of matches we're going to be using. And <laughs> I think <laughs> and, you, you, and I, if, if the air conditioner was going to be turned on. That's blowing, right. Well, that's I was trying right. to light my pipe and all that you, kind of you, stuff. You were uh, very concerned. Matter of fact, you were one of the people that turned in a match because you were uh, you were, <laughs> you were skeptical about the the structure of maybe the head of the match. And so, uh, and, and of course, I was uh, you know lamenting the fact that I gave you that option when uh, when you came in. So <laughs> I wanted to make sure there was some wood on that baby. That's right, man. You you, you nailed it, uh, dude. It was great. So um, so uh, you you won the competition. You got an hour and eighteen minutes, which is which is great. What was funny is uh, you actually beat the uh, closest competitor uh, by over twenty minutes, uh, which I thought was really interesting. Why do you think that was? Is there what what did you do that kind of gave you that last push there? You know, um, I actually thought I flamed out about 10 minutes before it uh, actually did finish, and I just kept making sure that I had some air coming over it, and the whole thing just came back to life. But I came in the shop two days before the competition, and I used the exact same amount of tobacco and a time trial. And, you know, to be quite honest, the purpose of that uh, test there was to find out was it a fluke when I came in here three years ago and came in second <laughs> place or not? To be quite honest with you, I wanted to find that out. And and when I did the time trial, um, if you were here, yeah, and, yeah. and I, I, I flamed out right at about an hour. Yeah, yeah. And so I figured, you know, that gave me the confidence to realize that, hey, maybe I can be a true contender for this this contest. So the, coming pra- up. the practicing was kind of a mental preparation. For right. It. And so that so th- at that point, my goal was just to see, well, can I improve on that? What have I got to do? And so mostly really all I did was I tried to use very conservative draws on the pipe just to make sure I had some air going across those embers. And, and then I agree with Russ, tamping, I think, is a huge part of the process. And uh, just to make sure you don't have any little uh, pockets in there where the ambers aren't going to be able to uh, be able to cross pollinate, so to speak, and and uh, that, and uh, I concentrate a lot when I'm doing this. <laughs> I try to make sure, but you know, you if, were zoned you, in, dude. If you get yeah. distracted in the long smoke and you forget about what you're trying to do, you know, you just might flame out a little bit earlier than you'd hope to. So um, just just want to let everyone know uh, about with maybe. 20 minutes left in the competition, maybe a little more than that, uh, maybe 30 minutes, uh, your wife showed up. She did. So, so you actually called in the cavalry. I did. To, I, told, uh, <laughs> I told her to wait help. until 30 minutes into the competition and then come. <laughs> and it was great, and, dude. Uh, she, she was she was yeah. really pulling for so, you. You know, she uh, she's typically uh, pretty reserved, but it, it was awesome yeah. because she was going around checking to make sure, you know, is Jack, you know, is he still in the hunt? And he, she was looking at the times, making sure you're still still up there at the top. And, uh, man, that was it was pretty great. So no, it was it was great. Uh, there was, it was a little intense for me there, but it was great. It was fun at the same time, and I think that that's what made the whole whole event a whole yeah. lot of fun for everybody. Now, did you did you have any kind of particular method to to load your pipe with the tobacco, or did you just kind of do it how you normally do? Just you know, kind of shove it in there. Or what what was your idea there? You know, when Caleb um, mixed me some um, three-gram packs um, several days before the event, I asked him what he did, and he said that he crumbled his up. Yeah, because Caleb uh, won last year, actually. And, and um, I decided not to do that because when I did my little test run on Thursday before, um, I didn't do it, and I, I, it worked. I, I lasted at least an hour, so right. I decided not to mess with something that seemed to be working. And uh, mm-hmm. I just made sure the tobacco was piped reasonably firm all the way down, put a little bit in at a time and not a whole lot else other than that yeah yeah Yeah. just kind of keep uh gradual puffs kind of keeping that uh the airflow low and but steady rhythmic i guess and uh and keeping it there um yeah it's crazy Uh, did you have any tobacco left in your bowl when you got done I didn't think there was going to be anything left after an hour and 18 minutes, but when we uh, cleaned out my pipe, there was a pretty good clump in the bottom of it, and <laughs> I, I still am not sure exactly how that happened, but, uh, <laughs> but uh, it was amazing that there was, an, uh, there was a little bit left. When I did my test run on Thursday, there was, as you Just saw, powder, there powder. was nothing but powder. I mean, it was that's what I was expecting to see, but... You know, I think I think um, I think the reason that I lasted a long, as long as I did is because I did not um, uh, overpuff a whole lot. Yeah, and I just I tried to just keep it lit barely, 
And uh, and when it when it really got to burning really well, I would let it chill out, kind of let bit. it die off some. Yeah, so I, much I, kind of like what Russ was saying. I so. thought that was so funny. You mentioned earlier about ten minutes before the end of the competition, before you you went out. Uh, we we all were sitting there staring at you, of course, you know, <laughs> you know, like idiots, just waiting for you to go out. We we're all uh, excited, but like you know, we uh, we were. Uh, we thought your pipe was going out. You know, it was like at least ten minutes before you 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 I thought I was went done. out. And man, I mean, it was just <laughs> and, and and somehow like I mean the the puffs. I, I was watching your mouth so closely to make sure there was still some smoke coming out, and it's just small little uh, wispy bits of smoke. And then and then somehow you know that it just came back from the brink. It, it was, was like a forty five second Lazarus effect for a minute. And, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, great. So, yeah. That was great. So. But man, you pulled it out and, and got another uh, dog on. 10 minutes out of it which yeah. is which is really cool yeah. so uh well dude congratulations you uh we had three pipes there uh that the winners could pick typically how we do it at the squire is um uh, we have three winner pipes and uh the person that gets the best time uh can pick theirs uh out of the three the the second place person can pick the one they want and then the third place person can pick whichever one is you know gets whichever one is left uh but but you picked uh what, what tell us about the pipe you picked well, I picked the Ardor. Um, my family has Italian roots, and I just couldn't resist picking a fine piece of Italian workmanship. And um, and I also have always wanted a pipe that has a lot of mass to it that you can you know sit down outside and really feel like you've got a firm hold on a nice uh, piece of briar. Big so, chunky pipe, yeah. So And it's a beautiful pipe. I mean, everything about it's got tons of detail work in it. And um, when I got home Saturday night, I enjoyed reading about the history of That's the company. That's cool. And so uh, I just really thank you for this, and I'm going to re- treasure this for a very long time. That that That's awesome. So. Uh, we... we uh, you know, if you compete again next year, there will be people that will try to um, sabotage whatever pipe that you, uh, <laughs> whatever pipe you bring. But uh, I do want to thank Steve Monjour with uh, with uh, Monjour International uh, for donating that pipe to our uh, pipe night. Steve and the folks at Ardor and all the other brands he represents, like Brebbia and Ronaldo, uh, they're just really good people and uh, and are really uh, passionate about encouraging uh, events like that. So anyway, we appreciate you, Steve, and, and really encourage y'all to buy buy an Ardor, Ardor pipe if you want something that'll last a, a lifetime. It's truly an heirloom piece. I think that pipe mm-hmm. retails for around $400. So uh, a really great piece. But uh, dude, congratulations. Thanks for coming on. Yes, thank you very much. I had a great time. Yeah, man. Super event. Good deal, man. Thank you. So while y'all were uh, having that chat, and uh, yeah. by the way, congratulations yet again, Jack. That was uh, that's awesome. Uh, one day, one day I'll get to an hour, but I'm just doing it ten minutes at a time. That's, that's how I do it. Uh, while, while y'all were having that chat, twenty four, you'll get there. I got a I got a tweet in actually from uh, JPB. Yeah. Or actually, it was a comment on the uh, on the live feed, uh, advising that I contact uh, Tom Hanks uh, about my typewriter. So. I just tweeted Tom Hanks. Tom. Oh, so you tweeted Tom Hanks? Yep, 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 yep. I uh, I tweeted. Hey, hey, him. remind remind Tom that he gets two free ounces of Country Squire. Yeah. Pipe oh, I should, I, I'll <laughs> if he helps with it. Is that, he a pipe smoker? That's no, but that uh, well, I don't think so. But that's going to be the thing that gets you over the hump. He he's going to. That's know, true. Yeah, 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 yeah. I said at Tom Hanks, I found my great grandmother's typewriter and would like to have it restored as a gift for my grandmother. Can you recommend anyone? Uh, I I would have said please, but there wasn't a. There wasn't enough room. You didn't have enough uh, digits left. Yeah, so there you go. Head over to Twitter and retweet that tweet to Tom Hanks for me. <laughs> and uh, and I'll, also, I'll follow back up and make sure he knows about the uh, the, the, the Country Squire radiance back up as well. <laughs> that, that'll be the thing. Uh, ben, wow. Look, long smoke competition. It's a lot of fun. If you've if you got one yeah. in your local community, you need to uh, need to make sure that you're showing up for it. Well, and, and, and the, the great thing is if you know more than, you know, two or three uh, pipe smokers in your area, you can do this yourself, right? Exactly. So, I mean, you just do it yourself. Make it a, a yearly tradition. You and your buddies, you get together one night a year, one night every few months, and uh, and 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 do this. You know, it's it's just it's it's a fun event. You kind of uh, build some camaraderie. The competition's great, but uh, you also get the opportunity to get some digs in when people go out, and uh, you know all that kind of stuff. So um, you know, it was uh, it, it was it's it's really always a lot of fun. So 
It's great about building community, man. And, you know, here on uh, Country Squire Radio, we're all about building community. We are. You know, uh, one of the things that uh, that you know if you've been tuning in for any stretch of time is that around this time, we talk about a certain pipe sponsoring the show from the good folks over at Missouri Meerschaum. That's right. And, uh, and you know, what? I, I'm going to change things up a little bit. I hope that's okay. Normally, we've got a pipe that sponsors the episode. We, we have it pre-planned. We talk about it before the show. It is the pipe. Uh, but since we are about community here... I'm actually going to uh, change it up. The pipe that actually is sponsoring this show is a uh, is specifically the Missouri Pride. Now, the reason yeah. why this is the pipe that I'm selecting as kind of uh, featured on this particular episode is actually because right now, Fletch on Twitter, who is uh, at the Mango Times, is tweeting in. He's watching right now. He took a picture of his screen, as I know a lot of you guys like to do sometimes while you're tuning into the live show. You pay, take a picture of the screen. Now, and also showing us what you're smoking. And right now, that is exactly the pipe that he's smoking. So I like I like the idea that not only can we give a shout out to, uh, you know, the Mango Times during this uh, this wonderful time in the episode, but we can also reference uh, the good folks at Missouri Meerschaum and specifically their pipe that is being smoked right now. That's so pretty great. That's he- pretty great. Head over to Twitter. Uh, follow at the Mango Times, and uh, we're gonna let you Fletch. You tweet right now and let people know how you're enjoying that pipe from the good folks at Missouri Meerschaum. Uh, kind of a twist right there. Isn't it, it? Kind of a twist. I, uh, one thing I want to add to that: uh, Phil Morgan, uh, our our good friend and oh, president of Missouri Meerschaum, uh, today's his birthday. Happy, happy birthday! Happy birthday! Phil. Can we sing? Happy I'm birthday? not singing. You can sing. That no, I probably. But but, but he's happy the president. Birthday. He's the president of Missouri Meerschaum. Yeah. He, happy birthday. <laughs> Mr. Perez, wait, no, no, I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. That's that's gonna be really inappropriate. Yeah, you're not gonna. Don't try to channel your inner nope. Marilyn Monroe. No. But we do, we do wish you a very, very happy birthday, Phil. Man, that's awesome. Good friend of the show. He's done incredible things with that brand and uh, has really uh, brought it back to a national prominence that we're so thankful for and um, look forward to. Uh, continue work with him. Yeah, so be sure. You know what? The best way to send him a happy birthday, aside from just tweeting them directly, letting them know, go ahead when you tweet him a happy birthday. Do it while you're smoking a Missouri Meerschaum pipe. Let him know you heard about it on Country Squire Radio. And uh, not only is that a great birthday present for him, it also shows some love for the show as well. And uh, thanks to them for helping support this show and making it happen. Yep. Pipe question of the week. All right, man, we got a pipe question this week that is right up your alley. Man, this, this is great. I'm excited about this question. Comes in from Eric Rise or Reese. I can never pronounce that last name, so uh, for, forgive me, Eric. Great question. Here it comes. So I have recently been getting into Virginia tobaccos, but my palate is not attuned to the subtle differences between the types, uh, the different types. Bright leaf, red, orange, stoved baked, etc. Uh, research has shown that applying a word to describe a sensory experience can help with differentiating those experiences in the future. What would you, John David specifically, uh, use to describe your experiences with different types of Virginias? That's so interesting to me. I, you know, I um, uh, this is a great question that even exercises me some as a tobacconist, someone that has to regularly. Uh, you know, look at people and, and try to help them figure out the difference. You know, they, they walk into a shop like the Squire and they see this wall of tobaccos and it's kind of intimidating and they're like, well, what's the difference? And <laughs> and here we go. Well, this one tastes like nougat and this one tastes like, that. well, what does a nougat taste like? You know, on and on. But, um, you know, so it, there's a there's a lot of fun in this. Obviously, we have some, uh, you know, everyone's got their own palate and their own experiences. But um, but there's so many different Virginias out there. And I, I think, uh, you know, it is a good exercise to to dive into kind of kind of what each one is like. So um, I'll just mention a few words that um, that come to mind, at, you know, with each of these, uh, you know, different ones and, and things that you've uh, mentioned here before. We've got uh, bright leaf, uh, red, orange, stoved black. And then uh, you mentioned uh, red Cavendish as well. I, you know, I, I wouldn't really throw that in the same category as, uh, a, a, you know, just as a traditional Virginia tobacco. But let's talk on average kind of we'll separate this into three kind of real broad brushstroke groups that I typically like to explain this in. We've got uh, the red Virginias on one side, um, the uh, stoved black Virginias uh, and, and, and then the um, – the brighter colored leaves that include, uh, you know, yellow and orange Virginias, uh, those ribbons that we all kind of look at and are immediately like, oh, that's a Virginia tobacco. Um, and so w- w- if I if I kind of separate it into those three broad brushstroke categories, uh, it tends to help me with the with the bright leaves. Um, you know, there's a spectrum there. 
uh, obviously, with uh, some of them, you're going to get more grassy tones, um, with uh, hay-like tones. Think about walking, if you're from the country or have ever spent time in the country, uh, walking in like a fresh, freshly cut uh, meadow or maybe a pasture or something like that. Mm-hmm. The kind of smell you might get, you know, next to a you know a country pond or something. There's a there's an element of uh, vegetation there that I think is just very uh, nuanced. It's, it's real. It's real uh, specific. But that that hay like uh, meadow flavor it really comes mm-hmm. through in the. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. But were you having a moment? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Channeling Lassie. I was trying to yeah. channel Lassie. Oh, no, no, that's good. Uh, that's good. We love Lassie. Oh, um, yeah. So, yeah, th- and with those with those brighter color leaves, you know, you, you typically will have some of that. You'll also occasionally uh, get things like citrus flavors. And so you've got, um, you know, the, the bright leaves will evoke things like orange and sometimes even lemon. Um, you know, uh, it, it, there's, a, there's a sugar content there that I think is uh, – you know, kind of brings it into that uh, realm. Uh, you know, with brighter Virginias, you've got those uh, sugars that, uh, you know, can give you the sweeter flavors, which I, I think are a lot of fun to play with, uh, you know, when you're when you're blending tobacco. So um, so that's kind of the bright, the bright, you know, lighter colored leaf side. Uh, and, and it's funny, you'll you'll look at two bright Virginia leaves and you'll they look almost identical if you're Mm. just sitting there looking at them but you know one will lean real heavy towards uh the pasture side almost like a almost like oats or you know it smells almost like a like uh something you'd feed a horse or something you know just real uh real hay like uh and and then the the other leaf that looks identical is going to just you know scream tangerine (laughs) and 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 so it's it's funny but you get these um you know these different elements there uh, both will tend to smoke, uh, you know, similarly, I think, as far as the just the um, characteristics of the actual smoke. But, um, it, you know, but the, the flavors are going to be different, even though they look a lot alike. All right, man. Um, it, that That's bright Virginias. We've got, uh, obviously, red Virginias, which um, tend to be, uh, and, and this is where I think McClelland really excels. Of course, they're probably best-selling uh, Virginias, uh, number 5100, their red cake Virginia. And uh, it, the... You know, as using that and other uh, tobaccos that kind of feature that red Virginia uh, flavor, these are going to be richer tobaccos. Think of like a um, think of something that's more velvety, uh, something that is a um, a richer flavor that has a little more body to it, Mm. Uh, not as citrusy. Uh, You know, we're backing off some of the uh, high notes of citrus and sugar and we're coming down more to kind of a. Almost a, you know, you could even think of almost like a working towards a cocoa or a chocolatey flavor. Maybe not quite that far, but uh, something that is going to have more um, more depth to it. There, there's a richness there, which I think is really, uh, really fun. And, and I, I love to blend with Red Virginias because they give so much body to a tobacco. There's a that velvety kind of cream. It's a creamy uh, sense, I think, that goes into that, that um, it is just really satisfying and goes well with a lot of different tobaccos. So, um, and, and then kind of bringing it around with the with the black uh, stove Virginias. Um, stove Virginias, these are literally, uh, you know, Virginias that have been cooked, uh, and they have a tendency to to taste caramelized and and you know people if if you if you listen too fast you're thinking caramel i'm not talking about caramel i'm talking about caramelized you know think of a, a caramelized onion or something that is um has almost been uh you know heated in a cast iron skillet to the point where the sugars kind of uh form a layer on the outside and so it just provides this real uh kind of sweet and smoky flavor uh, that's just just a little charred, uh, which I think is a lot of fun. So uh, with with uh, Stowe Virginias, I get uh, I get oak, uh, charred barrels, uh, campfire. We're kind of you know in some sense, if a Virginia when it grew up wanted to you know think about being a Latakia, uh, not nearly like that, but it kind of you know we're thinking something that's undergone a lot of heat. And so, uh, you know, just has a just a little more of a rich, smoky flavor to it. Um, not in the same way a Red Virginia does, but just something that um, that caramelization process that it undergoes it just uh, just makes those sugars really stand out uh, in a unique way. So um, that's my broad brush strokes of the Virginias. And, and I've that could be a podcast unto itself. I've talked your ear off, but uh, but anyway, that's kind of kind of where I go to. So 
Um, you know, personally, as far as smoking goes, I, I love smoking um, the brighter color leaves. I'm just a sucker for them. You know, I love, uh, uh, and everyone knows my, you know, the, you know, uh, dog and pony show that I always go to, freaking Orlet Golden Slice, Vow and 14. Mm-hmm. You know, I love these tobaccos. They're just real uh, bright Virginias that uh, that scream things like citrus and hay, you know, and, uh, you know, those grassy flavors just really stand out. But uh, blending, uh, it, it's a lot of fun to blend with the other two. And um, anyway, I think you should smoke all of them straight and uh, kind of try those, you know, out on their own and then uh, and then start blending them yourself. Eric, what a great question. That's a great question. I'm telling you, there, there, there may be, I mean, that's that's doing some sort of like palette uh, kind of word association. There, there's an, there's either an episode or an entire series there. That, yeah. That's that's excellent, yeah. excellent question, Eric. And hey, if you've got a pipe question of the week, send it in. CSR at Pottestery.com. Quick, Quick fire with, with the squire. squire. Quick fire questions. Bring them. All right, <laughs> here we go. Uh, these come in from uh, Disturb over at thispipelife.com. Thispipelife.com, we'll talk about them in just a second. We will. Yep. It's the forums there. All right, here you go. Tea or coffee? Coffee. Coffee. Come on. Come on, man. Hey, hey, you gotta, I, I, I this love is America. Tea. I we, love tea. Love, tea has its place, but I'm a coffee guy. No, I, I like tea just fine. Uh, I, I do. And sometimes I'll get on a tea kick if I got to if I got to yeah, cut I'm back the on the way. coffee. But mm-hmm. tea is almost like a like I, I hit the coffee too too hard, so now I need to back off. But I don't want to stop drinking. So there's tea. Right. Yeah. Right. That's, that's what tea is. Uh, so yeah. So we're coffee, chocolate or vanilla? Chocolate. Heavily dependent upon what the actual thing is. Yeah, but you know, typically. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, that's true. I, typically, when I think of this, I think of, like, ice cream. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, that's, yeah, okay. Yeah, that's kind of where my mind goes to when someone says chocolate or vanilla. But yeah. I don't know. I mean, it, it, you're right, it depends, but I I, I got to go with chocolate. Yeah, I'll go with chocolate as well. That's that's about right. Rain or snow? Uh, we're in the south, so snow, but that's only because we get to deal with it once every three years. <laughs> Specifically where we are in Mississippi. Yeah. yeah. If we lived anywhere else, we would be like rain any day of the week. Rain. Please br- bring, bring <laughs> right. on the rain. Right. No, <laughs> man. I like snow. Snow's fun. You know, when it comes around, we get to, you know, go out and, you know, build our little, you know, tiny snowman that'll melt in three hours and all that kind of stuff. It just doesn't get very cold here. But, no. Uh, so we enjoy the snow when it happens, but, and all the schools shut down, which is a lot of fun. Because uh, <laughs> we don't know how to handle it. Yeah, because we don't know. If, obviously, people lose the ability to drive when, uh, when it, you know, we have uh, freezing rain or whatever, but right. um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with snow. Yeah, snow is a magical thing for us for all the reasons you just mentioned. I will say when it comes to like the perfect climate, like like temperate zone, yeah. when I was living in Memphis, we would always, every single year, get one snow. It was deep enough that you could pack it and like like we could get like, you know, five, six, seven inches of snow or something like that, which you have to understand to us, that sounds huge. And so like you'd get it for like a day and a half and play with it, but then it would melt uh, the, the next day. And so it was, it was the perfect amount of time and the perfect amount of snow. <laughs> so yeah, snow still uh, holds that magical place for me as well. And then finally hamburger or hot dog hamburger. No, no question. Hot dog. Isn't really even meat. It, no, it's meat. It's yeah. just kind of like the, you know, that old, uh, knuckle meat. Ugh. <laughs> hamburger. All it's just the all the little grizzly stuff that they mop off the floor. You know, I, we really don't like to think about it cause uh, I like a hot dog, but, but I'm, I'm going to go with hamburger. I know we're about to eat here in a minute too. <laughs> yeah. Hamburger all the way. Congratulations. Uh, disturbed you, you win quick fire questions because you got us to agree on every single one or yeah, does that well mean, done. does that mean he loses? No, he wins. He wins. All right. Congratulations. You are a winner. Everyone's a winner. At Country <laughs> Squire Radio. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Uh, and of course we know you're a winner because you're part of the great group over over at thispipelife.com, an online forum that if you've not done so already, why? Why haven't you done it yet? You need to head over there, thispipelife.com. When you register uh, to join things like the forums, the images, the, the beautiful experience that they have, uh, be sure to use the code CSR, uh, and that helps out this show. So if you like dealing and uh, and meeting and doing all kinds of great stuff with pipe community members from all over the world, yeah. Yeah. You're going to have to check out this pipelife.com. Such a great community over there. It's one of those places where you can really go uh, for camaraderie, but also as a resource, you know, and uh, that, you know, not only do we get, uh, you know, a lot of our uh, quick fire questions on, on this pipe life, but also, uh, you know, a lot of our pipe questions of the week and stuff like that comes from there as well. So, and, and if, if we're not there, there are 10,000 other people waiting, oh to, gosh, waiting yeah. to interact with you. So uh, we really encourage you to go visit them. All right. This pipelife.com. Your thoughts, your comments. 
listener feedback. All right, man, we got some great listener feedback in. I think for time, we're just going to do the first two. Yeah, that'll work. Uh, You want to take the first one? Yeah. Uh, So this comes in from Jonathan Maharis or Majerus, and he says, uh, so I'm sitting at a doctor's appointment and I hear the song that you guys have for your opening for your opening, start playing. I start getting excited like Pavlov's dog. <laughs> then a crash of disappointment when it's just the song. Boo. <laughs> uh, Jonathan, thanks, man. That's uh, that's good. I, I'm glad we've got you trained to now when you uh, hear those first few notes, you uh, start thinking of our ridiculous uh, shtick. Yeah, this is uh, this is an experience that that a lot of uh, podcast listeners, especially like people who've been listening to podcasts for some time, yeah. they, they know this because a lot of uh, early podcasts used and, and are currently using the free, you know, fair use iTunes or uh, um, garage band music that just comes pre-installed. Yeah, preloaded. So when I cut together our theme, which is going strong now for three plus years, uh, it is like it's a combination of sound effects and music from from the uh, the garage band uh, audio archive. That's hilarious. And so that could be, you know, you could hear that on a car commercial. You yeah. could hear that on your local yeah. lawyer commercial or something like that. <laughs> or in this instance in uh, in your local bank. So um, yeah, sorry about that Jonathan. Yeah, that was not us. They were not playing Country Square Radio, <laughs> unfortunately. Uh, we also got in from Thomas Golden on Facebook. Uh, he said last night after the opening performance. Oh, I, I should actually give a little bit of context to this. Okay. Uh, so Thomas is uh, he's a performer. Uh, in fact, he's a, like a stage performer. He's he's recently been part of this play. In fact, while we were doing the long smoke, he was backstage of the play uh, right before the the curtain call and, and everything else. He was actually streaming me smoking and, and commenting and, and com- that's, uh, that's awesome. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. So he he uh, he says last night after the opening performance, we went to a local speakeasy uh, and have a bourbon infused with tinderbox espresso pipe tobacco. Wow. Yeah. So Bo, why? haven't you come to uh, to hang out in South Dakota yet? Uh, Thomas, man, with uh, with something that incredibly awesome, it sounds like I got to go to South Dakota just to sample that. Uh, let me see if I, I'm reading this right. A bourbon infused with tinderbox espresso pipe tobacco. That's right. He So someone took tinderbox's espresso pipe tobacco and infused a bourbon with it. I mean, why wouldn't you? I, I just want to know if he could feel his face when he got done drinking it. I mean, I, I, or, or, or see colors. I mean, like, you know, <laughs> it sounds amazing. Look, I've been, on. <laughs> I've been to some of those cast parties back in the day. I was a theater guy. I know how it gets. Say, but did you drink pipe tobacco? I did not. <laughs> I did not. I, I don't believe I have any desire to, but let me tell you what I do have a desire to do. And that is to go to New Orleans with you, sir. We That's are right. heading there this weekend. Uh, looking forward to meeting uh, several of you and having a good time out in the French quarter. Again, that's going to come up this uh, October 22nd in sa- uh, Saturday this Saturday in New Orleans is going to be a blast. Uh, be sure to keep up with us. Now, while we are there, uh, we'll be taking pictures. We'll be tweeting out, doing the Facebook, all that kind of great stuff. So you're going to want to make sure you're, you're keeping in touch with us throughout the week. Uh, you can do so facebook.com slash country squire radio, or you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at the real Bo York. I'm at John David Cole, or you can get us at the shop at at underscore country squire. Of course, all that information and more can be found at country well, man, oh man, this was uh, this was a fun, uh, dude. Fun we had episode. fun. Good luck editing this. Yeah, I know it's uh, <laughs> it's it's gonna be a fun one. It's gonna man, be a fun dude, one. that was great. I'm so glad we got to have uh, Russ in town. Man, what a treat having you, brother, uh, come join us. And uh, Jack Harper, as always, we're we're glad to have you around. I'm I'm you know we close up the shop on on average around six o'clock every day here at the Squire. And if if um if if I if the door opens, if I hear the jingle of the door opening at five fifty. There's one person it could be, <laughs> and that's Jack Harper. <laughs> and, uh, man, it's just a, just a treat to know you, man. Congrats again on your win. Getting in that last minute, sir. That's Absolutely. It, well, hey, let's go have a night. See you, brother. been listening to Country Squire Radio, a member of the Pottery Network. For more information on this and other shows, please visit pottery.com. 